0: Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy.com, home of the ambitious upstart. And here at home of the ambitious upstart, I believe that there are two kinds of entrepreneurs, those who deal with inner doubt and those who lie to themselves and pretend that they never have any inner doubt. This interview is for the truth tellers, the people who are aware of their inner issues and want to work to overcome them. That's what this interview is about. That's what Samantha Alford Interviewed me about for her website, which is called WomenInBusinessPodcast.com. I like the interview that she did with me so much that I asked her for permission to publish it right here on Mixergy. I got it. Here it is, and as always, it's sponsored by Walker Corporate Law. Let me get his, his logo right here. There it is. Scott Edward Walker is the entrepreneur's lawyer. That means that if you're running a business that is all yours, if you're running a startup that is new or or young, and you need someone to help you out with legal advice, with business advice, with a structure that will allow you to eventually sell or raise money, he's the guy to go to. Go to walkercorporatelaw.com. All right, take it away, Samantha.
1: Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Women in Business Podcast. I really appreciate your time.
0: Glad
2: to
1: be here. Um, Andrew, I, I was really interested in having you uh, share with our audience some of the the program and the learnings that you're sharing with your audience and with, and with your followers in relation to the True Mind program. Yep. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, I believe that women uh, in particular, and there is certainly research that supports, that women in particular have... Uh, a mentality that holds us back in a lot of ways in terms of our corporate careers, and what what that means is that, for example, where women uh, actually will be applying for a role or looking towards future opportunities, they will tend to look at the list of requirements and and talk about how what they don't meet, and and that will hold them back, as opposed to men who will typically say, well, there's a few things I haven't I haven't got experience in there, and I'll and I'll get going. So what I wanted to do today was explore it with that context of women in the cor- corporate world, um, your True Mind program, which we'll get into in a moment. But what I wanted to do was perhaps give the women in our network a bit of an idea of your journey, um you you have uh, launched a number of entrepreneurial uh, activities in your uh, career if you like or your entrepreneurial career that have been extraordinarily successful su- successful and you've started at times with nothing Yep. Um, and, and what I want to do is I guess help the women in our audience and our listeners understand if you like the journey that you've taken which is a different path in some ways and yet as far as leadership goes you've really paved the way for leadership in the entrepreneurial space and you must have also come across your own uh, counter mind and true mind issues along the way so you just just in your thoughts
2: it's interesting that you that you talk about these limitations I never thought of myself as someone with limitations I was someone especially not self-imposed I was someone who read biographies of successful people and said, I'm going to be one of them. I read magazine articles about what was going on in the world and I said, when I graduate from school, I will be one of them. And I started my company and I remember Sony called me up and said, we want to buy ads in your email newsletters. That's where we started. And I thought at the time that $60 was what I should be charging per day. And I thought, great, I will one day be big. And this guy on the phone said, Andrew, you have to think a little bit bigger. I'm going to think bigger on your behalf. I'm going to buy all the ads that you have for sale. And he bought ads for me at $7,500. I've never seen a check for $7,500 before. He lays it on me. I took. I still, I think, somewhere have a copy of it because I was so amazed by it. Because it said Sony
1: at the top, $7,500. They bought ads. And I thought... Mm-hmm. So, so, sorry. So, you thought you were someone that was really... Um, uh, go getting and 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 going to achieve everything you wanted and yet you put a price on there that was sixty dollars and they offered you seven and a half thousand is that right
2: yeah and the guy said i'll take i think he bought a month's worth of ads plus some or three months i forget what the amount was what i remember was how blown away i was by that check i remember showing Mm -hmm. it off to a friend saying look i'm really in business now and then at that point i thought still Great. I'm the no limitation person. If I could get $7,500 from Sony for just a few ads, I can grow this business even further. I have no self-imposed limitations. I thought that would for chumps. I'm no chump. And then I remember getting into a car with someone. Uh, He was another entrepreneur. And he just started telling me, hey, you know, Andrew, about this thing called co-reg. And I said, what do you mean co-reg? And he started telling me how When someone signed up for his email newsletter he gave that person an opportunity to join other email newsletters all it is is while they're registering for your newsletter andrew said they could register for other people's newsletters and those other people would pay you a buck per and that price that amount that that revenue could be a hundred thousand dollars a month and at the time i don't know where we were but a hundred thousand suddenly felt like wait this guy could do it in a month and I'm thinking mm-hmm. $100,000 a year someday, and that's what makes me a go getter. He's doing, he's talking in a month. And so I started to make phone calls, and I remember I made call after call and was rejected and rejected, and I finally found someone who was willing to buy co reg ads for me. Their first check this is a woman named Susan. Her first check to me was for $300 plus thousand dollars. I never imagined that. And then after that, it was for it was for millions of dollars. And I still have copies of those. In fact, I lost those checks, but one of my employees from back then heard that I was looking for it. I was showing her, look at the time, Crystal, we are going somewhere. Here's the check. I copied it. She saved a copy of it and she was able to email, email it to me. But I wouldn't have had that because all I was was thinking about this limitation, limitation, limitation that I wasn't even aware of. And it wasn't until someone said, hey, here's an issue that here's another horizon that I started to realize I could go for it. So
1: did you almost
2: get the proof before you got the belief? The you know, th- once I saw that someone else could do it, once yeah. I was aware that I was thinking too small, I realized yeah. that there was a whole other world. But if he wouldn't have showed me, if either of those guys wouldn't have shown me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even known it was available to me. And so I find that a lot in my life it happens. I, I find that there are a lot of self-imposed limitations that I'm not even aware
1: of. And how did you become conscious of that? So, so over time, I mean, you must have faced that again and again and again as you as your business has grown, because your success is truly extraordinary. And and for someone starting out in your space must feel very unreachable. But how did that? How did that? Uh, those limiting beliefs or constraints or countermind how did that actually register with you and you actually became aware that it was holding you back it didn't
2: register as you aren't worthy of a million dollar check it didn't register that way i would have said of course everyone can do it you know all the rhetoric it registered in a way that said one day you can earn a million dollars one day when you're 40 you can make it big and get it And an understanding that was that was behind it that was never fully articulated in my head. Like, I used to think, I am shy, and so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go and talk to people. It wasn't this sense of, no, wait, you just don't know what to say, or you think that they're not going to find you interesting enough or important enough, and that's why you're not talking to them. That's the problem. The mind messes with us, and I call it the countermind because… We want to do important things in life, and then that part of our mind comes and works against us. It counters it. I want to go and meet new people at a networking event because I feel like I've got a new business, things are good. My countermind says, it's not big enough. You're not ready. These people all know each other. They don't want to talk to you. They're busy. Whatever. It's a countermind. That's what it is. It counters you. And Most people if I bring this up, will not recognize that they have it. And I get it because at the time when I was starting my first company, I didn't recognize that my mind was telling me I couldn't get a million dollar check or I couldn't even get a $7,500 check. But those limitations are there. And what, what I suggest is if there's something that you can't do, instead of doing what most people will do, which is they'll do, I love my phone. They'll reach for their phone and go, there must be an app out there that does it. Or oh, there must be a blog out there that does it, right? Like, there must be someone I could hire. If only I had money, then I could hire them. What I suggest is at that point, instead of reaching for the app, stop and say, what do I believe about this? Really get honest with yourself. And often it means having somebody else help you do it. Because mm. remember, for me, I, was, I couldn't sit in a room by myself and say, why am I not earning $7,500? I would have immediately said, Because you're too young, you're too small, you're too new at this company. One day you can get to it. So sometimes you need someone else to help you pull those thoughts out. But when you pull those thoughts out, you realize... You have thoughts like, I'm too new, I shouldn't earn $7,500. I am. I didn't pay my dues, I shouldn't be able to talk to Sony. I didn't this or I can't that. And that's when you start to realize there are these other thoughts in your head. You know, That's what it is. And if it was a computer, like I used to use a Windows PC that would keep getting buggy and would keep needing to be defragmented and need to be um, have viruses removed, I would just put a piece of software in there and it would remove it for me, help me find all those little things that are causing problems in our minds sometimes it takes
1: another person to
2: say let me help you pull that out
1: and i think for the for the women in our audience it's also exactly what you've said there is they have they have already achieved a certain level of success they they already believe consciously perhaps that they're capable of doing whatever they set their mind to and 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 they are already at levels i mean we the numbers at levels at for example the group managing director or the the um 2ic and and the executive suite but not the ceo and board levels is really enormous and yet we're still holding ourselves back so they believe that they that they don't have those beliefs because they've already got so far and they've already overcome so that's much the of that. problem
2: the, the further you go ahead, almost the more you, the more blind you are to it. And the fact even before you even get to the starting line, if you're someone who feels like you want to do something in life, if you're someone who's aware of all the potential that you have, almost inherently in that is a blind spot to your limitations, because you believe that you're aware and going somewhere aware of what possibilities are, and you believe you're going somewhere and those limitations are there. My friends, who didn't go to high school and read, read books about Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, they knew that they had these issues where they felt they weren't good at making sales calls. They knew that they needed to work on their ability to accept that there was more potential in their lives. I wouldn't have known that because I thought, ah, I, was, I think big. We had it so- worse. The achievers have a bigger blind spot to it.
1: And this is the thing, I mean, I know a lot of women that get to these levels and, and And when I ask them even to talk to other, to talk on the podcast and so on, the first thing they say is, what would I say that's inspirational? Mm. Well, I'll need to go away and think about something that's worth saying. I'll need to go away and think about, and, the, and they're all, already doubting their ability to lead when they actually lead every day and they talk about, Countermind thoughts like, I'm not ready, Um, I'm a fraud. What about when they, you know, women in the most senior executive roles... Thinking, when are they going to actually learn that I'm a fraud and I don't know what I'm doing? All of this sort of negative stuff. So how? So you, you've mentioned one way, which is which is someone else needs to almost bring that out of you. Which is one of the reasons I've joined your program because Thank I you. feel that someone else needs to help me help bring that out of me and perhaps identify counter thoughts that I don't even know exist. And I must admit, since becoming aware of the program and since um, joining your uh, webinar last week and joining the program, oh my God, I've been aware of so. Many countermine thoughts it's not funny how does someone essentially address the countermind? do does it go away do you do you shut it up do you turn up the doll? how does it how, how do you fix that
2: you know i don't know if we could ever make it go away completely to be honest it's fair i'm fairly i'm still curious i don't have all the answers for it what i have noticed is if we work with people and start to extract those thoughts that that awareness of the individual thoughts almost makes it go away. If Mm. I would have been aware back then that it's not just that I'm shy, it's that I feel that no one in the networking event wants to talk to me, just that awareness would have clued me into the fact that, wait, it's a networking event. They're going there to meet new people. Mm. It's the awareness of these thoughts that helps it go away. It's the awareness also of the framework of just sometimes giving it a name, calling it a countermind, helps you identify it. That when I start to talk about this issue of the countermind with other people, and then I have to write something that's tough for me to write, or I have to make a call that's tough, or ask someone to do something that I feel like, well, why am I asking them to do it? Who am I to tell them what to do? I immediately realize, hey, wait, that's the countermind talking, and it Mm -hmm. goes away. And so there are a bunch of different things to do. I hope some of these that we've talked about will help having someone else help draw it out, being aware of it in general, knowing that it doesn't, that it isn't true, being aware of the framework that we have in our minds, that we have these counterminds thoughts, countermind thoughts will help them uh, uh, go away.
1: And you mentioned um, identifying the, the true thoughts or the beliefs. So, so you talked about earlier, um, when, when you're thinking about that, so I'm a fraud you know when are they going to find that i'm a fraud and you talked about identifying the beliefs or the the true uh, the truth in that um wh- what do you mean by that
2: so what i mean is actually that the countermind is often a liar the countermind will tell me you don't want to go into that networking event because no one wants to talk to you right that's a lie. People come to a networking event. They may not want to love me, do business with me, but they want to at least know me or just check in to see if I'm if I'm anyone that's interesting, at least. So the countermind lies. And we give it all this attention. The problem is there's another voice in our head, another aspect of our personalities, of our being, of our thinking, called, that I call the true mind, that is telling the truth. Hey, if, y- if you go across the street into that networking event, people want to at least meet you. If you at least... Um, try to sell and you fail you're gonna learn something that you can use the next sale or you're gonna feel that the more sales that you attempt to make the more you'll actually uh, close that's the truth but we don't give it enough uh, attention so we pay more attention to the liar not enough attention to the truth teller and I want us I want myself I want you I want the person who's listening to us to spend more time uh, thinking about those true mind thoughts, giving those true mind thoughts an expression in our lives. And for that too, we have to be aware of what they are.
1: And do you think that by identifying that, let's let's take the networking event, for example, and, and realizing that the, that the truth is that people are there to meet people, then it actually opens your mind to ask the right questions about Okay, how do I do that well? How do I make it easy for them to meet people which takes the focus off you and and the perception of you as an individual. You're actually thinking about how can I how can I do that successfully but how can I actually make it better for the other person as well? You you start asking the right questions.
2: The questions are a big are a big aspect, a big part of it. Um Actually, you're asking me how can we be more aware of these true mind thoughts when it comes to these topics that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So, so if we if we think about, for example, the the woman that is going for the this promotion, and she's thinking, um, you know, you need experience leading groups greater than you know three hundred people. You need experience with this, that, and the other. And there's a few things that they might have experience with with budgets, da da. da. And if they're thinking, well, I don't have that, so I'm not good enough to go for that job, I shouldn't even apply, rather than thinking about the things that they do they do in fact have and knowing that there are other candidates that don't have everything as well. So it's worth just putting your hand up and creating yes. a contact and a network and that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. looking to see. I've got, I think, I'm, I want to find a specific example to show you how others have, have done this mm. because what I have found is that when someone says, I need to have experience speaking to a 250, is that what you said, 250 yeah. people, right, for example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we, when we question that thought, we realize, no, that is not even true. The, the person who they're trying to work with is not looking for someone who's spoken in front of 250 people. That's where we start to question that countermine thought, and it goes away. The other interesting thing is when I push the person who I'm working with, and I've to test this idea out, I did I don't know how many one-on-one coaching calls to so just test it and see if it works and to get real feedback. What I often would discover is they had a blind spot to a time when they spoke to maybe not 250 people, but 200 people. They mm-hmm. think that they're not good speaking in public, but if I really push them, they remember, oh, yeah, just three months mm-hmm. ago. I. I spoke with just yes one person yesterday who was eager for me to do a coaching call with him because within hours, he was going to give a presentation. And when I asked him what his countermind thoughts were, it was, I don't know how to give a good presentation. I'm not good at giving presentations and so on. We diffused those thoughts. We challenged them, and they went away. Later on, when we got to the true mind part. I said, did you ever give a presentation? He said, oh, yeah. I gave... A- I give a presentation that got me funded and brought me to the US to this group that I am now going to give another presentation to so of course I know how to give presentations but we turn a blind eye to that and we belittle that truth the truth of him giving a presentation. If not for our conversation, he would have belittled it. He would have said, ah, that was just one time. Ah, I didn't, he wouldn't even remember it. And if he would, he belittled it. We belittle the true mind. We glorify the countermind, needs to be the opposite. We need to start to diffuse that countermind. We need to give the truth more exposure in our heads. And we can't feel, I say that to most people, they start to feel a little too arrogant. Is Is it arrogant if I spend a little bit of time thinking about all the things that I did well? Is it arrogant if I spend a little bit of time thinking? It's not arrogance, I mean, it's the truth.
1: Australians have a um, an expression called tall poppy. And, and we have this mentality that, you know, you can't, it's it's not cool to be, to, to promote yourself and to talk positively about yourself. It's, you know, we have this thing where if someone puts their, they're a tall poppy, we cut them down. And it, it is embedded in our culture for that exact reason. And that's exactly what you're talking about is, 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 Recognizing, um, the, you know, this humility that we are expected to have, but as a result, we're holding ourselves back, um, and and we, as a culture, hold ourselves back because we don't want others to think that we think we're better than we are, and all of this. So it's part of our counter mind culture, and, let and alone frankly, thinking
2: better than we are is is many steps beyond what we're talking about. I'm just saying, recognize what you have. What I mean, you, if you're, you're really at. going to give a presentation to a group of people. You should recognize that you have the ability to give a presentation. That's not arrogance. That's recognizing the asset that you have that's necessary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's what we're talking about here. And I couldn't and it, find his stuff here yet, but I, I will look. And I, I'm trying not to say too much about his specific case or anyone yes, else because yeah, I want – you're going to meet them in the program, and oh, I don't want you to, to, to get too <laughs> much detail about them. But yeah. I want you to be aware that there are other people who go through this. We still, in business, we will now start to talk about our failures. Not much, but we start to talk about them. And because we talk about our failures, other people start to realize it's okay to fail. Other people start to realize it's part of the process. No, Instagram wasn't a hit right away. They had a failed first version. They changed, and then they became Instagram. We start to recognize it as part of the process. And when we when we have a failure, we see it as an opportunity to course correct. And that's the value of talking openly about failure, something that's happening more and more today. Yeah. We don't yet talk about that inner critic. We don't yet talk about the stuff that you said and I'm willing to stand up and be the first person to do it Mm -hmm. publicly or maybe one of the first and the more we do it, the more comfortable we'll be with our own um, insecurities and when we're comfortable recognizing them, we can deal with it. If I'm not recognizing that failure is an option, I'm not dealing with it properly. Mm
1: And we are not helping other people succeed. We we're, all we're doing is making making success more remote by by yes. talking about it. It's like that dirty little secret that even successful people have fears and 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 counter-mind thoughts and things that hold them back. Um, by not talking about it, we're making it more remote. And, and I I'm I'm so excited about your program. Can you tell us a bit? It sounds like there's quite a structure to your program. Can you tell us a bit about that? I'd really love some of our listeners to to become familiar with the program, and to be honest, I'd really love them all to join your program, because I think it is something that is holding us back, not just on an individual basis, but as as a collective, you know, that women all around the world are being held back by this issue.
2: Um, well, I'll be honest and say that there is no way for anyone who's not at least a little bit involved to get involved more, but mm-hmm. I will give my email address is mixurgy.com. just because you who's listening can't sign up doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that i don't care about you doesn't mean that i don't want to hear from you and so if you're having an issue around this email me and we'll talk um but having said that i think then it means that it's more important to talk about what the process has been the first thing we do is we find one area to focus on right one area like i'm giving a presentation and my countermind starts going crazy i'm about to ask for a promotion and my insecurity is at, is telling me who are you i'm about to do uh, to make phone calls and for some reason i'm procrastinating maybe mm-hmm. the procrastination is caused by a counter by this countermind issue pick one area and actually frankly write it down when i work with people we use a google doc so that i can write it down and they can write it down and we can see it the next step is List all those countermind thoughts. What is going on in your head around it? Really be open with yourself and you'll be a little bit scared by some of those thoughts that you can't believe that it's in there. But as soon as you get them out, you'll go, that is all there was? Hmm. And it's kind of like when we were kids and we were afraid that there was a monster in our closet and maybe our parent would walk us over to the closet and say, look, there's no monster and it goes away. And so... That's that's
1: one of the first steps. Yep. So, so just identifying them makes you realise in many ways how ridiculous they are. Yep. Um, and those that you haven't realised are so ridiculous. I mean, as I said, my, my mind in the last week has been recording every countermind thought I've had. And and even if you even if you can't dismiss it as ridiculous, you can actually make a conscious point to ignore it or move past it. Um, well
2: first of all just recognizing hey it's a countermind thought it's something that's messing with me helps too but the next yeah. thing we found is that questioning it will make it go will will take the ones that aren't going away easily and make them go away just asking something like is it true so remember mm-hmm. earlier you said what if someone has a potential promotion and and she's told and she she's uh, her countermind says you have to have spoken in front of a group of 350 people if i were to have a conversation with this person The first question I'd ask is, is it true that you have to have spoken in front of 250, 350, 150 people? Mm -hmm. Mm. Often she'll say, you know, I just kind of think that you need to speak in front of some people, but I don't even know if that's true. And definitely not Mm -hmm. necessarily in front of this number that I made up. So questioning Mm -hmm. it, and that's one Mm -hmm. question. We actually have a list of questions that we found. that work and as a group and we've experimented with this true mind process with a small group of people as a group we said we will all list the questions that have worked for us and be open about the way that we the countermind question the countermind thought that we had and how we question it to make it go away and so you see and you'll get this part of the program in a Google Doc, everyone's saying, here's one question that worked for me, and here's an example of how it worked for me in my real life. Here's another question, how it worked for me. And you'll start to see that there's some questions that are used by more people, like is it true,
1: and there are others that are more specific to, mm, to wow. some people. It's, it really is unlocking um, just enormous potential. Like I imagine with the people that you've already uh coached through this process to help develop the program that you've seen some enormous pot- potential grow that you've seen the results of that can you tell us anything about any of those people and what they've seen as a result of it
2: yeah um we have a whole list of them somewhere i'm I'm not crazy about the design of the page uh i still want to work on it i can't even find the page right now but I know a, there's a, one
1: I've seen a really great video of um, and I'm, I'm just trying to think, is it Sean, Sean Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. he's a great and, example.
2: And he's someone who emailed me and said, you know, I've started to question my countermind. And as a result, I realized that there were all these thoughts that weren't really helpful and he was, when he signed up, he was at a place where he said, my company's not doing so well. I'll try anything. Let's just try this thing that Andrew's putting out there. And he tried it. And because of this, he was able to increase his business. He was able to grow his business. He said, just now talking to him, because he's not full of this insecurity, he's communicating confidence. And so people are more likely to buy from him. And so he's one person. We had a couple of other people on that webcast that you talked about where um, – uh, Howard and Nadia—they were each making sales calls. They're newer entrepreneurs, having to call up about their product, and your mind just starts racing. With maybe I should hire yeah. professionals, or maybe I'm yeah. not ready, maybe, all that stuff. By dealing with the issue, they were able to make their calls and feel freer. And it's not just about business. It's Sean actually said that he started—he started—he uh, ran his first marathon last year as a result of this, and wow. so it's it's this little thing that's inside us that's been holding us back once we're aware of it you may not even need me once you're aware of it <laughs> but you'll find that it helps to to have a process for getting rid of it and again i don't want to just make it about this we're at the stage where like i'm not a big superhero movie fan but if this was a superhero story Lex Luthor would be the countermind and we're spending Mm -hmm. too much time on Lex Luthor. What you want to do is bring in Superman, your Superman, the person in your mind that's going to help you. Your Wonder Woman is the true mind. The more you emphasize that, the more confident you feel. The more, more confident you feel in yourself, the more opportunities you'll start to see around you and then you'll start to draw them to you. And that's the hero here, the
1: true mind and the more opportunities that just get created as a result of exploring that true mind as well and i know i know you said a, a moment ago uh, let's not just focus on this program one of the other things that i think really comes through the mixergy uh, podcast and the mixergy website is it's it is constant reinforcement about people who have actually achieved things that have either started from nothing or started from little who have achieved extraordinary things as well and i think that that's something that i guess opens your mind to what's possible and and having some of that regular inspiration can help people actually also take action in their own lives um so i I just want to say thank you as well for that for that website and for that program there is so much material on there not just also for inspiration but i have found for real tangible tools to actually help people build, build businesses you know some of the um Jermaine Griggs, I think, is my favorite of all um, of, the, of the masterclasses on uh, the Mixergy Premium um, website, he, you know, about how to completely automate your business and how to automate sales and so yep. on that so many organizations will benefit from. And I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful program. Well,
2: thank you. Yeah, I, I work hard on it. And it's not just me. It's a team. A moment before you and I started recording, there was uh, Anne-Marie in the room saying, you know what, I think I need to quietly work here. And she <laughs> went outside while we talked to, to quietly work. And I bring that up because she's one of the people who brings those interviews out. And we have so many others who do it. And we're, we're proud of the results. And we're happy that, that it's working out for you.
1: It is. Thank you so much, Andrew. I, w- I really want to congratulate you on the program. Again, uh, our our listeners can actually find you at truemind at com. Yeah, let's do that. Um,
0: actually,
2: would it would help if I even just created a – now, let's use that email address. In the future, what I should do is just create a, pla- a place, at least, for someone who who's who interested to come and, out, come and get it. Yeah, yeah that's great. But I've been great. intentionally thinking – I'm not looking to promote this beyond – if you look at the, the True Mind homepage, there's no way for strangers to 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 register. I want to keep it as our own little community of people who we care about, who we know, who we help, and then we can start reaching out beyond it.
1: And look, to be honest, it wasn't my intent to promote um, the program so much as I just know how much it's going to help people get to that next step in their career. And I just know how much it's going to, you know, so many people are being held back by this. And I want them at least to start being aware of it, at least to make themselves familiar so they can take just one step it's going to get to the to to the next level and i'm so grateful for for the work that you do uh it it really is fantastic and your team so so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about that today andrew i really appreciate it thank you thanks see ya. bye